welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's May 2nd, 2019, and this is episode 20. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. We've got three new films in theaters this week. First up is Long Shot. This is a raunchy romantic comedy from Lionsgate. It stars Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Seth Rogen plays a guy named Fred, who is a free-spirited journalist who's got an affinity for trouble. Charlize Theron plays a woman named Charlotte, who is a powerhouse diplomat who is running for President of the United States. Turns out that Fred uh, had a childhood crush on Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte was also his babysitter at one point. Uh, But uh, Fred gets hired by Charlotte in kind of the, you know, strange turn of events to be her speechwriter. And uh, so we've got kind of a fish out of water story. Uh, We also then have kind of an unlikely Romantic comedy, yes, sparks fly between these two very different uh, people. So, Seth Rogen uh, worked on this with with his longtime collaborator, Evan Goldberg. And as you probably know, Seth Rogen is big time into kind of the gross-out comedy (laughs) genre. And so, uh, this one looks like it's going to be following suit with that uh, Pretty raunchy, probably a lot of heart and and, and some feel good stuff, but but definitely going to be, uh, it's definitely going to earn its 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 R rating. Uh, it's rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America for strong sexual content, language throughout, and some drug use. Next up is The Intruder, which is a thriller from Screen Gems. This stars Michael Ealy, Megan Good, and Dennis Quaid. As as uh, the film's crazy uh, person, so uh, Michael Ely and Megan Good play a young married couple, and they buy their dream home in Napa Valley, and they're so excited they're getting ready to start their family, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great thing. But it turns out that the seller Dennis Quaid, um, although he moves out, he he just never really leaves, and. They also begin to suspect that he's got some hidden motivations uh, beyond this quick sale of his of his house that happened. So uh, the preview seems to give a lot of this movie away. <laughs> Again, I don't really I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on this one, but uh, clearly Dennis Quaid has got some issues, and he he comes and, and likes to scare them at night. Is what it looks like a lot, as among other things, and, and mow the lawn. And stuff. So anyway, The Intruder is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America for violence, terror, some sexuality, language, and thematic elements. Last up this week is Ugly Dolls, which is an animated family comedy from STX Entertainment. Uh, Ugly Dolls is based on a toy line of, of uh, plush toys you know, I didn't realize this, but this the, the ugly the ugly dolls were launched in two thousand and one, 
In this film, the Ugly Dolls leave their hometown of Uglyville and go to this town called Perfection. And Perfection is a town where more conventional style dolls are trained uh, before they quote-unquote graduate and are set into the real world to find the love of a child. Um, in Perfection, the, the Ugly Dolls are subjected to the manipulations of of these perfect dolls and um anyway clearly you know the the struggle is going to be real for the ugly dolls uh the, uh, the press the press materials say here the ugly dolls will confront what it means to be different struggle with their desire to be loved and ultimately discover that you don't have to be perfect to be amazing because who you truly are is what matters most so ugly dolls has a lot of musical uh folks i guess clearly it's 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 a musical I, I don't know what the soundtrack's like or if ever if anybody if everybody sings but it's got the acting and singing voices of kelly clarkson nick jonas janelle monet blake shelton and pitbull uh, it also stars wanda sykes emma roberts gabriel iglesias and wang liam uh, Ugly Dolls is rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for thematic elements and brief action. So there are three films, Longshot, The Intruder, and Ugly Dolls, new in theaters this week. Classic Cinema Corner this week. I'd like to talk about the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Can you believe it's been 20 years since this film has come out? Oh, amazing. So, this film was a highly anticipated title for me and I think for many. The original Star Wars trilogy came out when I was a kid. And so, as an adult... Just the thought that there was going to be another round of Star Wars movies, of course, just set, you know, just exploded my, my movie-going brain. Uh, and, of course, for, for many others. the um, It was very exciting. I recall going to see, the, when the trailer debuted for this film, uh, you know, seeing it for the first time in theaters was was so cool. So the trailer debuted... Actually, on on uh, November twentieth, nineteen ninety eight, so you know many months before the films before the film's release, but they turned it into an event, um, which was a, which I just thought was a really cool idea. You know, this was back in the days before the pervasiveness of YouTube and things where where a lot of these trailers and things we we you know also just had, really could only see them in theaters. Or, or whatever kind of um, TV commercial or, or TV spot you'd, you'd be able to catch. So this trailer uh, made its rollout on, on November 20th, and it appeared only in front of three movies. It was Adam Sandler's movie, The Waterboy, uh, Meet Joe Black, which is this Brad Pitt drama, like this three-hour Brad Pitt drama, and then a Bruce Willis movie called The Siege. So I think 
I think I bought a ticket to the siege probably just because of the, I think it was the time. And I think I actually sat through the movie too. And, uh, my friend and I, we ended up buying another ticket so we could watch the trailer again, <laughs> but I, I don't think we stayed through, through another film. But anyway, we were, it was all just about seeing, seeing this trailer and, the trailer was so cool. I'm going to put a link to it in, in the podcast notes in case you haven't seen it or you, or, or if it's been a while. Uh, everything just... It was amazing to see, you know, Star Wars stuff on the big screen again, to hear the music, to have all these questions about who these different characters were and what what was going to be what was going to be going on. But, of course, we all knew it was about the origin of of Darth Vader and what, you know, we were going to learn all about young Anakin Skywalker and possibly the Clone Wars and all these different things we were ever, you know, it was all, all pretty, um, pretty exciting. So, uh, cut then to, to, uh, summer of, of 1999 and then the film opened. I recall seeing it on opening weekend. I saw it a couple of times on opening weekend. And the first time, I think there was a bit of euphoria just because, again, we were so excited. It was Star Wars, and and this was going to be so cool. And, I, you know, I remember leaving the film and, and thinking, oh, wow, that was Star Wars. And I was, you know, happy, but maybe a little, um, maybe shell-shocked is the way to put it. Again, just not really quite sure what hit me. Then I was able to see it again that weekend, and compose my thoughts and realize, you know, this film looks great, but uh, the story and the acting are kind of the pits. And that's really the thought that's held, that, that I still hold to this, this day, that uh, the film has beautiful production design and beautiful costumes and an interesting premise, but the execution of it is not my favorite. Uh, the you know so the excitement really you know led to mostly disappointment and just thinking ah oh, these films are this is too bad that this film this film had so much potential, but it really disappointed me. Again, the things that I really thought were were problematic and you know I mean you, you, we all know this stuff it's it's pretty it's pretty I think pretty universal. The, the storyline, while while the concepts are good, it just really gets bogged down. You know, uh, this Trade Federation stuff and the Galactic Senate and um, really kind of uninteresting. And then uh, you get little um, Anakin Skywalker, uh, poor little Jake, the actor Jake Lloyd who played him. <laughs> I mean, he's just a little kid, but wow, it's it's such a bad performance and uh, hard, just hard, hard, hard to watch. And then you throw in Jar Jar Binks and some of this other stuff where you're just um, kind of wanting to poke your eyes out. So the uh, the the disappointment of it all is what uh, has lingered. But here we are 20 years later, and, uh, you know, there's a couple things that I think are, are interesting to to think about. First off, 
George, you know, George Lucas, who took a lot of crap for, for making this film, and I think he upset a lot of fans, and he had to deal with a lot. And I, that, that, that kind of toxic fandom against, against George Lucas uh, bummed me out. I didn't, again, I didn't like the film, but it's not, you know, I'm not screaming at George Lucas for it. I just think that that, that wasn't, that, that's an all unfortunate. But, you know, he, he, he says this is his favorite film. And and I assume that's the favorite film that he's made, and uh, I, I think that's I think that's very interesting. I think that the, the the production of it, I mean, which took you know many years, probably five plus years, it uh, very ambitious. They they uh, they had to create kind of this brand new world that was associated to a world that had been previously explored with the original trilogy. Make it look the same, yet you know, yet different, yet you know, maybe make it look newer. Uh, he had to really again craft this big story about how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, and I know he already had some ideas, but he had to really, you know, get this whole storyline put together. And uh, all, but really, I think it's a technical marvel in a lot of ways because it was it was a huge step forward in in uh using computer graphics in the in the in the making of movies and to this day i think you know i think we have the phantom menace to to just quote unquote thank for for uh the way computer imagery is used in in film while they did use a lot of practical elements in the phantom menace they still used a ton of uh, you know, computer-generated imagery, and and same with the other two prequel films that that, that came after this one here. You know, within within um, Star Wars. So uh, interesting to think that that you know about George Lucas's opinion. I've also heard George Lucas say, you know, that he made he made Episode One for kids, and I was reminded of that watching this film with. Uh, you know, some of my family this past weekend because the younger kids loved it. They were eating it up. They loved Jar Jar Binks. Uh, his, his jokes and antics made them laugh. And they were quite enthralled with, with the whole thing. And uh, I just thought, you know, well, again, part of this, perhaps I'm not the target audience. And, and then also, I just, you don't have to let some of that stuff go. And isn't it nice that, that uh, some of my dear family members are, are really enjoying enjoying this movie. Uh, the uh, one interesting thing too, I saw this. You know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a big Star Wars fan convention. It's the uh, they call it Star Wars Celebration. Lucasfilm puts this on most every year. Sometimes they take a year off, but they alternate cities. This last one was in Chicago. And uh, given that it's the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, they had some Phantom Menace panels that they put up on YouTube. I will post links to that on, uh, you know, in the podcast notes. I didn't watch all of them, uh, partly for time and also again just partly because this is this is not my favorite movie. But I I was actually really happy and pr- felt proud to be a Star Wars fan because. Uh, at this episode one panel, 
they brought out a lot of the uh, uh, original cast and the actor who portrayed who did the voice and also was in a bit of a you know kind of a, a, a suit on set for Jar Jar Binks his name is Ahmed Best and he was there and he got a lot of love from the fans and I don't think Again, I'm not sure how many of these conventions he's he's gone to, but I I don't think his career has benefited from being Jar Jar Binks, and that you know that made me happy that again there are some fans that that like him or at least are being kind to him. I don't know if little Jake Lloyd, who's now big Jake Lloyd, right, if he ever shows up to these any of these fan conventions. Uh, um, Again, it's pretty excruciating to watch, to watch his, to watch his performance in the film. But again, he's a little, he's a little kid, and and he's interacting with all this green screen and there's all this stuff, and you know, uh, that clearly would have been hard. So uh, I, but I, you know, it was a proud day to be a Star Wars fan to see to see some of these folks that have really been derided actually get some love from the fan base, and I thought that was. I thought that was pretty cool. Overall, again, my feelings about the film haven't changed. <laughs> I think, I think this, you know, the script is terrible and the acting is terrible, but it really is. It's it's fun to look at, and um, I, I, you know, I love the design of the spaceships. In particular, I think uh, uh, Padme or, or or Queen Amidala's that silver spaceship of hers. Is, is just one of the coolest designs ever. There's an there's a segment also that happened at Star Wars this last Star Wars celebration uh, with Doug Chang. Doug Doug's a senior executive now at Lucasfilm, but but he was he was then one of the main production designers uh, for Episode One, and he had a really cool session and he showed that one. I watched all of it. I I watched I watched all of his presentation. Because he showed kind of the evolution of a lot of his art, he showed a you know a lot of different of his draw a lot of drawings and things, and talked about how George Lucas would approve stuff or how what that process what that creative process was. So that was a neat window into the design of these things, which which I really admire. So again, I'll I'll put a link to that that Doug Ching presentation because the the production art and 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 uh, the costume designs of, th- of this film I think are. Uh, are top notch. So, anyway, Star Wars Episode One. If you can brave it, <laughs> give it a watch to celebrate its twentieth anniversary. recommendations this week i'd suggest checking out the classic film true grit this is the 1969 western that stars john wayne kim darby and glenn campbell turner classic movies is screening this across the u.s as part of its uh, big screen classic series so it's going to be on the big screen on sunday may 5th and wednesday may 8th this film is the only uh, film where John that 
uh, where John Wayne won an Academy Award. He got he got a Best Actor award for his role as Rooster Cogburn in in this film. And uh, it's been forever since I've seen it, so I, I'm excited to to see it on the big screen. So check the website fathomevents.com. It's uh, in fact I'll I'll have a link to it in the podcast notes, but you can go to fathomevents.com/tcm and uh, you can uh, put your zip code in and and, and get. Find a find a screening near you. It's it, it'll be playing all over the you know all over the country on those two days, and usually they play. Uh, they do a couple of screenings each day for those. Uh, and and if you haven't already been connected into that, you really you, you should go to these TCM big screen classic screenings. They're they're so fun. And then uh, also, if you haven't already seen it, go check out Avengers Endgame. On the big screen, uh, it's it's you know breaking every box office record known to humankind, and it's really a, a terrifically entertaining film. So, True Grit and our and Avengers Endgame are are my two recommendations this week. Thank you for listening to the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks again. Thanks again.